the show notes for today. I have my joke ready. Disconnect your wireless mouse before recording. <laughs> Disconnect. Oh, I think your mouse. What other mouse can I have? It was. It was the ice in your cup from the last time. Hello, my friends. Thank you for joining us for the PebCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all-around good people. It is week nine of 2024. I'm Chris Louie, and happy to still have power with all the wind and rain we've been getting. That's We're crazy. recording this. <laughs> Sorry. It is. Did you get the hurricane winds yesterday? I got a little bit, but not, not too bad. Just, but I'm just astounded by the fact that we only have one power company in the Bay Area. Actually, you have yeah. two. I only have one. So I have one. The Shinra Electric Power Company, apparently. <laughs> I, I'm forced to get my energy from Peninsula Clean Energy. So this, this, I had no choice in the matter. Well, pretty soon Tesla as well, right? They'll be doing your solar panels. Yes, very soon, hopefully. But that's if you can get a charge with it being so cloudy in the wintertime. <laughs> That'll be enough. With all the rice cookers over there. And steam <laughs> coming off the house. It's a joke. <laughs> We are recording early this week because I will be in sunny San Diego with the family later this week. With me, I have my co-host, Havoc the Mouthpiece, who plans to travel to San Francisco to get a breakfast burrito. If I'm ever in town, I'm going to that spot to get that burrito. It looked pretty good. I don't know about the the spam one, but the other ones look pretty pretty sweet. And by the way, I understand why are going to San Diego. It's cold there. The water's like green. You can barely even get into it. It's this a disgusting town you should go somewhere else more fun what are you crazy yeah i hate san diego well i hate all of california to be in general but all right that's fair lies um, lies well i i brian i will be somewhere different next week so I'll we're be gonna be in next week. week the re- the list is a lot to find out it'll oh. be a surprise oh wow stay tuned listeners stay tuned mountainous cavernous and that, my friends, is called a teaser. <laughs> and we have Glenn Medina, or should we call him President's Club Glenn, or PCG. Congrats on making it two years in a row. Thanks, gentlemen. Uh, like I said, uh, didn't do it alone. I was happy to have some great uh, partners and, and peers. So, But like I said, uh, keep it on down low, and like I said, happy, happy to make it again. So, does your, uh, does your back hurt from carrying the team? <laughs> no such thing. Yeah. No such Severe thing. back injury from carrying the team. <laughs> Talking to you, Greg. Just Greg. honored, honored <laughs> to be uh, honored to be recognized and go. So awesome. Well, congratulations again. We'll have to find a fill in for you when you're gone that week. It is a pretty far destination. We wouldn't want you to work on your your hard earned trip. Well, maybe we can record before, right? So. We'll see. Yeah. I'll get Ben. Ben will fill in for you. Yeah. This is kind of an odd one, right? Because the club is on a Thursday to Tuesday. Normally, it's a, you know, a weekday thing. So, but, yeah. Usually um, Monday through Thursday. Yeah. I think I think this time, though, I've convinced the wife that we can leave a day or two early, relax, and then come back. And instead of coming directly back, we may stop in, like, the Keys or in Florida somewhere. So, we'll see. Where is it at? Nice. Yeah, Turks and Caicos. It's coming nice. Oh, nice. Never been. So. It'll be good. No guests with this week, just us host. We do have an amazing episode planned for next week to celebrate our episode 150, so be sure to tune into that one. You won't want to miss it. Combined, we have decades of information security experience in here, not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four awesome stories for this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Brian, just have an autoplay video. No, I think that was Glenn, not me. That was me. That was me. Sorry, guys. (laughs) At four minutes and five seconds, we got to delete that piece. Brian jumps. I thought it was his autoplay. It was was really loud. This week, we're going to talk about tech for burglars taking your face off 
for our third topic, Trojaned iPhone applications, and close with some unwritten rules of life. For our first topic, thieves in Minnesota are using devices to knock out Wi-Fi cameras before committing burglaries to prevent them from recording the footage. This is nothing new, and the lockpicking lawyer even did a video on some of the novel attack methods to knock out Wi-Fi enabler other wireless alarm systems, but they are becoming more common as the tools to create the required electronic interference becomes more available and affordable. At least here in California, thieves don't even bother to knock out the Wi-Fi or wear a mask to conceal their identity from cameras since they likely won't get prosecuted even if they're caught. The possible mitigation here is to hardwire the camera and not have it rely on Wi-Fi to broadcast the video to the cloud or a network video recorder. I take it they're not using anything like that clicker, that little thing that you that you guys bought. Flipper whatever. Zero? You can do the it with Flipper that. Zero, yeah. Flipper. You can do it with that. Yeah, if you add the Wi-Fi module onto the Flipper, you can do that. But it's just a matter Which, of just interrupting enough, that I signal, do. right? That 2.4 or, you know, 5 gigahertz channel, right? Yeah, it's either inter creating enough interference so you can have a local device create enough interference or you can even do a deauth attack which is what i did with the the pineapple if you remember a couple many skos ago i did a deauth attack against the hotel's wi-fi and then i in replaced it with my wi-fi signal i remember so that and i feel like everyone that actually fell victim to that should have been fired on the spot like, this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen <laughs> like, what the heck chris um, I had some fun this is why that. the other mitigation would be a device that does local storage as well. Yeah, I think that you're right. I think they actually said that if it records to like a local SD card and not just Wi-Fi, that could work. If only I, uh, there was a... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't even tell this story, but uh, I have a child that just does not want to do chores around the house and so like we through a lot of conversations it's like hey if you just don't do it like we're just gonna turn off your internet and like that's that's pretty doesn't sound like much but there's a lot relied on by home wi-fi right and you just can't do a job if it's tethered um so we were leaving and uh i knew that she was in like the, the goal is you have it done by saturday right and uh by like 11 o'clock and she's like well like you know i'm gonna be gone saturday so i'll just do it friday i said okay i'll just get it done friday and she goes you'll never know because you're not going to be home when I actually get it done by. I said, okay. So then I went upstairs and I put a camera up <laughs> and she, <laughs> no, you, she you can see her walk into the room, like just look right at it. Like this mother effort. <laughs> and she was doing it on <laughs> Sunday. And so she had no, no Wi-Fi for the, for the week. She was not happy. She was so mad at me. But So, so what's like, a chore like in the Deach household for a kid? Just clean, clean a common for, area. Uh, well, for this one, it's like a Saturday mornings, like you just have to vacuum for her. She just has to vacuum upstairs and it like, it takes all of six minutes to do. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be but like, dad, I found a solution. I took the Roomba from downstairs and I put it upstairs and we're done. <laughs> so <laughs> That could be one, but no. Yeah. So that, that was anyway. So she was not happy. I came home. I think we came back like Sunday night after Super Bowl Sunday, and she just chock full of attitude, just pissed at me. I was like, "Well, you're the ones that I wouldn't know. I guess I do know right now. I'll see. After, I'll see if I uh, can pull the video off local storage and just watch. Like, just the look on her face as she's doing it, and just sees it. She just stops for seconds. She's like, "Damn it!" The <laughs> so, uh, since you knocked out the Wi-Fi, that's what you mean. You had to have the local video to record that. Well, no, she she just can't get on Wi-Fi from her devices. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's enable for everyone else, just not her. Yeah. How quick until she finds a workaround? Like she just brute force guesses the pin on your iPad. Well, she'd have to find my iPad first, right? Like, not gonna happen. Right? That's dad stuff. Yeah. You don't touch dad stuff. Yeah, I mean, but there's sure. like there's like an Apple TV in common rooms. So they're still able to watch some TV, but as far as like it is, it's a uh, again. It seems like overkill for the situation, but it ends up like she has to like, leave the house to go work from like a Starbucks or something because the she can't yeah. do a job. But you know, it is what it is. Well, I'll teach her to vacuum. Yeah, gotta gotta have consequences. So, yep, absolutely. Someone actually posted this on the 
Ring website. I guess this is, it's been around so long that someone posted on Ring that says, oh yeah, some guy like walked up and switched on a box and then my cameras all died. And then Ring's like, oh, make sure you're configured properly. Make sure it's within range of your Wi-Fi router. And it's like, no, everything's working. This guy just switched on, you know, interference and it knocked my cameras offline. I will say uh, when it comes to Ring, I'm a little shocked by... So I have like the uh, the Ring stick-up cams up in my house and uh, they're just solar-powered and they have like, ba- you know, battery backups and place to get in like a crap ton of snow but these things are fully charged all the time like it's amazing that yeah. the, sol- the solar works through the snow somehow and like i walked out the other day and there was like a foot of snow on it and i had to like like wipe it off i'm like oh i'm sure this thing's dead i'm like no nah, it's still fully charged yeah it's amazing as long as some light gets through well they use very little energy too yeah depending on the ring cameras the settings you have them yeah. yeah yeah those outdoor cams Fun times. The dependency on wireless is just crazy. If you look at the amount of equipment that we have in our homes now, right? So from doorbells to cameras to refrigerators. I mean, I just got a new stove and it's got Wi-Fi connection. I don't know why it needs a Wi-Fi connection, but I never connected it. But I imagine... You forgot to turn off the gas, Glenn. Yeah. (laughs) God, I don't know. Jeez. But, you know, like toasters and stuff like that. I, I, do you guys have that? Do you guys even do that stuff, the automation of that stuff in your house? That type of automation? That does it. And it's kind of nice. Like if you're at the store, you're like, oh, let's, let's have pizza tonight. All right, cool. Okay. Just start Preheat. the oven. But okay, it's also terrible sense. when there's something in the oven, like a box full of cookies that someone forgot to move. <laughs> oh. <laughs> be, yeah. <laughs> That would be bad. You could burn the house down. <laughs> you definitely could, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I know. We didn't intentionally go out of our way to get Wi-Fi enabled everything, but just everything you buy today is Wi-Fi enabled. Like our fridge yeah. has it. And it just tells me to replace the filter, or tells me how cold the pull-out drawer is, or the washer dryer just tells you when the load. That's actually sort of convenient because you, if you don't hear the sound play, then it just tells you when the load's done. They can move it. I, I wish the refrigerator cool. could tell me when milk is about ready to run out or when it's going to expire. That's like AI helpful right there, right? I think LG, I think, tried to do that. He tried to have cameras inside your fridge and feel so that's way too creepy. But it was yeah. supposed to do exactly that. It was supposed to tell you when the milk is low and when, yeah. when to buy more apples. When the kids were home, I, I can't tell you how many sticks of butter I have because it's like, hey, do we have butter at home? Like, no, all right, just go buy some more. It's like we don't need ten sticks of butter, right? So <laughs> come on, guys. Let's salted, go. unsalted, sweet cream. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> so I, I will agree with Chris on the uh, washer and dryer. The so we have a set that is connected to the internet. It's like whatever. Like I don't really care if it notifies me. But the best thing was the troubleshooting of like going through there and seeing if it was being efficient. If like uh, it turned out like the the dryer wasn't working to its full extent and so i went through there and tried to clean it up but it was the exhaust pipe that goes outside the house had like a not 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 quite like a 180 but it did right and so we had to have someone come out and clean that that way it could actually drive it it kind of notified us it's like hey there's some weak airflow right here and then Mm. i unplugged it from the wall just ported it straight outside it worked perfect i'm like all right we got a clog in this portion of the uh drying system so it's kind of cool you know the fun part of unclogging that is i I take my uh my 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 leaf blower uh-huh. and I, I shove it into the I, I pull the, the dryer out I shove it in the hole and I uh, put some like a shirt around it so I can make a good seal and I uh-huh. turn the, the the leaf blower on and then the next thing I know there's like fuzz outside <laughs> on the roof flying all over the place <laughs> so, and save myself 200 bucks <laughs> but it, does it yours works. exit straight up as well yeah well there's a That's bend weird. in there there's a couple bends in there yeah but yeah yeah, yeah it's our like our primary house down here like i i was came home i came home early one morning I'm like what the hell like who the, we don't have a fireplace what the hell's going on over here and then i realized that the the exhaust blows straight out the top of the roof i'm like yeah where's all the lint gonna go <laughs> you know what i mean outside yeah, yeah. yeah. outside it's in, on it's your in roof your pipes <clears throat> yeah it's on your roof so that stuff is highly flammable too yeah oh yeah it's a great fire starter yeah well what makes it sticky is do you guys uh like um, 
fabric softener. That stuff makes it really sticky. Like my wife likes to use beads and the beads get stuck or whatever and smelly beads and those stuff I could see just didn't either disintegrate in the wash or 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 get diluted. So I, I see it sometimes stuck to the netting. So but yeah. As long as it's water soluble. Yeah. Yeah, I don't so if there was a uh, go ahead. I didn't say I'm with you. Like I don't like whether it's fabric softener or the beads. Like I I'm like I don't want them done in my house. And so and the reason the biggest reason why is like it just gunks up the the washer and so then I end up mm-hmm. having to take in buckets of like scolding hot water and vinegar and baking soda and cleaning it out. But you know what's a great fabric softener? White vinegar. Really? Believe it or not. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that's what I use. Yeah, it mm. cleans the washer too. Yeah. Huh. I'll have to remember that. My beef is, even though every appliance you own is smart and connected, each one of them has a different app. There's like 30 apps. There's one for the wash. There's one for the ranger. Yeah. There's one for the fridge. There's one for this. There's one for that. There's one for the Roomba. There's one for the second floor Roomba. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to buy everything that works with like the, the smart things, but then like there's just certain things yeah. I don't. Like Roomba is a great example or Shark. And the other one now is like I'm trying to replace a garage door and like none of the new garage door openers actually work with the go control module. I don't know if you know what that is. It's Z-Wave, but like they don't have the way that you command the middle of that one. Like it's just like you have to use the app. I'm like, I don't want to use the damn app. Like just go buy an old genie somewhere or something. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, HomeKit was going to try to do that. I think it's, there's always some kind of new standard that everyone tries to come out with nobody ever adopts the standard so we're just stuck with 30 different apps for the different appliances yeah wink actually had an egg carton that would tell you how many eggs you had in your fridge at any given point in time then eventually they did you, the did you have that brian no i never bought that one i'm like i don't care like i think my wife went and bought like 60 eggs the other day and i was like oh i guess me and a lot of eggs this week so Let's go. Well, you go through <laughs> eggs, right? You're training, so eggs yeah. is the thing. All for that you. protein. Yeah. Of, yeah. But it's just one of those things. Cholesterol like, I never off thought, the charts. Cholesterol not off the charts. So. <laughs> All right. For our second topic, I'm going to take his face off. One of my all time favorite movies. Face-off involves John Travolta stealing the face of his arch-nemesis, Nicolas Cage, and assuming his identity to stop an imminent bomb threat. I'd like to take his his face off. A new strain of malware called Gold Pickaxe steals the biometric data from your face and socially engineers his victims to scan identity documents to enable online bank fraud. Victims are approached through phishing or smishing messages on the Line app and are written in their local language impersonating government authorities or services. So is smishing, not to be confused with smashing, that's SMS text? SMS, SMS yeah. phishing. Yeah. yeah, okay. You should get a text that says, this is your local tax authority. We need your copy of our identity documents, and that's how they get them. So is Line the app the app that people use to scan their face? I have no idea. It's a messaging app that's prop popular in oh, Southeast okay. Asia, sort of like what WeChat and WhatsApp. Do you see that? Uh, yeah, I have no idea about this, but I do know that TikTok in the the terms of services says that it can capture micro expressions as you're watching videos. That way, they can look to see if you're disgusted or really interested in it, or you think something's funny. That way, they can populate it. So it's just terrifying that it's out there. Well, Feeds that data back in their algorithm. Yeah, isn't one of the concerns like? I know my wife asks, I was like, what what happens if I'm dead and you could put that up to my face and unlock my phone? I'm like, I think there's a setting within the Apple phone now that you must be attentive. Do you guys seen that? So Yeah, you have to be looking, paying attention with your eyes open. I wonder so I've been yeah. meaning to test that on my phone and like if my, my eyes were closed and I swiped up, what would you know, what would it do? Would it open? So you want somebody to kill you and then see if your dead face will unlock the phone? Well, that's no different than someone cutting your thumb <laughs> off, right? To get it to your phone when it was back then, when it was fingerprint driven. Fingerprint scanning, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so. that biometric data. I was just watching uh, the latest season of True Detective, and one, like, they're, I don't want to spoil it, but there's somebody frozen uh, in snow, I guess, right? Or the tundra. 
and eventually they're like screwing around they're like taking selfies with the the dead bodies but uh eventually like and they get in trouble for it and then someone walks up and does like he's getting ready to do the selfie again and the lady's like hey don't do that and like he's actually unlocking the dude's phone using it so he's not it's actually a plot point yeah it's a little bit of a plot point but uh doesn't apple have like i wouldn't say next of kin but like there's something that you can do to on your phone that if should you be dead like they, somebody else can get to your data isn't it in there yeah, that is a an backup recovery contact. person. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Emergency contact or backup recovery. You two guys are my backups. So if anything happens to me, you're you're the only hope to get access to my crypto. And only I know how many coins you actually have, Chris. <laughs> Chris made me do the math one day. I was like, "This son of a bitch. I did. Son of a b. Sorry." <laughs> So what's so going on the, in South in Southeast Asia where they're using like I I can't think of any any app on my phone today like LinkedIn will do it and my banking app will do it as well but I can't like they don't actually have access to the biometrics they're just leaning on Apple's enclave to say either yes or no is good face ID. Yeah, so they they scan your face but then I think they also ask you to scan like your passport or your ID and then the thought is they could impersonate you and withdraw money out of your account that way. It's like basically whatever bad. the bank requires to transfer money. Yeah, but they can't take the money out. Of, they can't. They're not. It's not like they're taking your your identity your identity based off of your phone, right? Because Brian said that's that's in a secure enclave, right? So they're creating a new one based off of that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they're intercepting mm -hmm. that and asking you to scan it to steal the data that way how soon until just you 3d print your face and then put it on my face and unlock your stuff mi6 baby <laughs> yeah that was the plot then yeah mission it was impossible. ghost protocol yeah yeah they mission impossible they made us a, a 3d render of the guy's face i don't know if it was to trick the biometric or just to impersonate them to go to a meeting but they made that mask like on the spot yeah. The the latest Mission Impossible was great, but at the same time, I'm like, are we still doing this whole? I, I have a fake face on my face now. Like this has been around for like 20 years. Like I'm so bored. <laughs> yeah. Like do something cooler. Like yeah. like pull your bones out with replace them with metal ones or something. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of I mean, that was the gag with with the original Mission Impossible show. Didn't they? They always had the mask, and they just the, that was the famous scene. They just rip off the mask and say they were somebody else. Didn't they do that in Scooby-Doo? That's an homage to the original. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, it could be Brian's bank, and they're doing voice recognition as well, right, for authentication. So. That thing is turned off. We're not falling for that one, boys. <laughs> yep. Yeah, for specifically for, like, Apple users, they're the attackers will send a link to a test flight link and test flight is like the way that people beta test applications because that completely bypasses the normal app review process. We talked, there's like, we did a story on that, that thieves prefer to use test flight because they don't have to go through the rigorous scanning that app store does. But after Apple took down the malicious applications, the threat actor switched to socially engineering victims into installing a malicious MDM profile on their device to give, the threat actors full control of their devices. It is important to note that enabling lockdown mode on an Apple device prevents it from being enrolled in an MDM. Speaking of lockdown, have you guys have you guys installed lockdown? I know I know Brian has. Chris, did you go through it finally? I have not, not yet. Yeah, I've taken in some of the lockdown protocols, but not all of them, because some of the things I still like, like getting a text. And then being able to transfer that PIN number to your application, it's like makes it that much nicer or easier. Yeah, I don't know if that's a big threat feature. for me. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Like they do that and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, mother effer. And then I think I was doing something with like Air France and it was like, we can't send you a text message because U.S. government says we can't do it. So check your email. I'm like, okay, I go to check my email and I find like the six digit code. And then I go to type it into the app and it was like, is like from your email. Do you want to populate this? I'm like, all right, lockdown mode. What are you going to do? Just only my text messages you won't parse, but you'll do my emails. I'm like, what the heck? Have oh, you guys seen yeah. the the personal voice setting on your iPhone? I've mm -hmm. seen it. I haven't enabled it yet, though. Okay. So supposedly, like, you go in a you know dark corner of your room, 
and just talk into there and it will learn your voice and then it will just you can use it as your own voice that so would I'm be gonna, cool I'm, I'm gonna have to try that out now up. yeah yeah i'm like re, I, I just, i'll tie that into chat gpt and just have it talk to my wife <laughs> there you go it learns your voice let me tell you about my dream have okay i love that tell me more about your dream honey hold on let me put you on a call real quick while i'm on business travel <laughs> just set it down <laughs> Uh, all right for our third topic in this topic we did not get to cover last week russian banks have found a clever way to evade sanctions in apple's app store after russia's february 2022 invasion of ukraine most of the world placed crippling economic sanctions against russia to try and choke them off from the world's banking system Big tech helped out by discontinuing services in-country, and we even did a story about Meraki cloud-managed routers getting remotely bricked if they were physically inside of Russia. Apple complied with U.S. sanctions and removed Russian banking apps from the App Store. Not to be deterred, these banks resubmitted their apps to the App Store with a twist to circumvent Apple's safety checks before the apps are approved in the App Store. Not a new trick, but still clever. The Russian bank publishes an innocent-looking app, such as an app to track bills and budgets, and when Apple's automated checks scan it, it seems innocent enough. If the app detects the user is coming from a Russian IP address, then it switches to the full banking app, allowing Russians continued access to their online banking app. One app in particular requests a configuration file from Firebase, However, Firebase blocks all requests from outside Russia, meaning the config file to switch the Trojan over is only received by users physically present in Russia. So I don't know how well some of these uh, crippling economic sanctions are going. Did you guys happen to see the video with Tucker Carlson when he went to Russia and he went to the grocery store? And he said it was like 10 times cheaper for the same amount of groceries. Did a comparison. Well, I mean, the, the videos you saw... Is it like the North Korea thing? <laughs> where they have a beautiful grocery store to take the, the foreigners to? So, like, I I don't know if it was, you know, a gimmick or not. But he... So, to, to Glenn's point, yes, it was 10 times cheaper. But at the same time, they're, you know, probably 100 times poorer. But the videos that you would see from the economic sanctions from the U.S. was, like, people, like, shuffling through garbage cans looking for food. And here it was like they were walking through Scottsdale Fashion Square Mall with nothing but crazy looking things. And then he goes to the grocery store. And then when he goes to the checkout, like, you know, when you go to the checkout stands, like there's some candy and gum, right? Like largely in all the aisles he's going through, it's all kind of Russia based food, I would assume. I guess I have no idea. But he goes to checkout and it's like Snickers and Kit Kat. And I'm like, <laughs> it's got to be the weakest <laughs> sanctions I've ever seen in my sanctions. entire life. Yeah, like, I don't Still know. Still only get Snickers and Kit Kats. <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of wild. Like, And then, yeah, and that was the thing. It like, wasn't crazy expensive. It was really clean. It didn't look as, uh, like, I was watching. I was like, oh, Russia doesn't look so bad. Like, that's kind of crazy looking. Didn't look like yeah. a bomb well, out. It was yeah. crazy looking. I don't think they would let them air that or record that. It feels a little North Korean here where they everything was <laughs> set up. Yeah. If some yeah. of the other videos you see them like they're walking through malls and like the name of a company, McDonald's is now you know back back Donalds or Russian Donalds or something like that. Still, <laughs> and it's like the slightly different M, <laughs> right? And yeah, yeah McRussia or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just like the McDowell's based off of what was that movie? Um, Putin King coming instead yeah, of Burning coming, to coming to America. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know you look at the IKEA parking lot and it's empty, right? And all the all the furniture's gone. There's nothing left but a store or shells of a of, of a mall. So I I don't know if that was all set up like uh, Chris was mentioning, but be interested to see what the sanctions have really done. I don't think the sanctions have done anything, but what a way, right? It's all there's always a racket and a way around something if you can find it. I think that's what this shows here. It's China. China's still buying Russian oil like crazy, and they're just laughing at the world. Yeah, and they're probably the ones providing them with Snicker bars and Kit Kats because the U.S. wants to do business with China. Yeah, you know what's wild is like we we talk a lot of crap about China, but you know who's even harder to deal with is Egypt. Like when it comes to privacy and infrastructure and stuff like that, like at least in China you can do a pay to play to get around the the Great Firewall, but in Egypt there's just nothing there. They don't they don't care. They're just like, no, we're gonna do what we want. It's it's kind of wild. 
You know who else is hard to deal with? Syria, Libya, Tunisia. You mean all those <laughs> those, those banned countries, dictator <laughs> countries? <laughs> yeah, those are like. But at least Egypt is a. Little bit more, I would I would think that's a little bit more. I mean, you actually have like some startups. I mean, there's there's been some acquisitions out of Egypt from a technology standpoint that have come out of Egypt. Nothing out of Syria, though. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not that <laughs> war torn. Hiring they, ISIS fighters. Yeah. Yeah. I once did a gig where they they do have a lot of IT help and support in Egypt, but apparently, maybe one of our listeners can educate us, people in the Middle East do not like Egyptians. So they wanted to hire me to do a job in the UAE because all their IT contractors are Egyptian and Egyptians are not allowed to enter the country. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know, like, Egypt, they have, like, a, a whole thing, like, if you're military age young man you got to serve it was very much like israel i had no idea it yeah, was like that compulsory military service yeah. yeah there's a lot of countries that do south korea same thing yeah i knew about south korea i didn't know about egypt like i i don't know i just i think pyramids right I'm like oh that's cool like you go check out <laughs> stuff i didn't know it was like so closely governed by the by the government there yeah even after the arab spring and Mohammed morsi and the muslim brotherhood there were supposed to be some reforms but now they just went back to a dictatorship maybe not as much of a military as it was before but still a dictatorship yeah it's crazy I, I would love to see a timeline of like how that just kind of evolves like because i don't think anybody wants to fall face first into a dictatorship just over time it probably just seems like a great idea it's like well yeah, we'll just get rid of crime and and uh, bad things and next thing you know it's like big brother unless everywhere. you're unless you're the dictator <laughs> yeah unless you're the dictator yeah, it's a little bit of what's happening in Myanmar right now. There's that military coup, and then right now there's all these pig butchering scams run out of northern Myanmar where they're kidnapping citizens from southern U.S. China and bringing them over the border to work in these call center scams. Where's Myanmar? I don't even know what that is. Like Myanmar, yeah, Myanmar, Myanmar. It's it's, it's on in Southeast Asia. It borders China. Oh, okay. It's a country. And there's this crazy video of it's a. I think this military coup happened relatively recently and some girl, I think, I want to say she was doing like a dance in front of like an, a, a street intersection, just filming herself. And then in the background of this dancing video, you could see the tanks rolling into the Capitol. Like you'd see this coup happening live in real time, but just because this girl decided to you know record herself dancing in the street. It's crazy how normal people can get. I, I was watching an, an interview with some guy, I think maybe he's, the first or second desert storm and they're just like talking and like, he's like, so what do you, he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, you come over here, a boy, you're going to leave as a man. And then like, it looks like maybe a hundred yards away. Like there's this giant explosion. He's just like, he just looks over shoulder. He's like, anyways, what are we talking about? Like, I'm like, dude, you're not even frazzled at all by this. And they got this chick doing TikTok dances with tanks going by. Like it's just normal everyday stuff. It's crazy. Meanwhile, yeah, in San Francisco, Apple store gets robbed. <laughs> Yeah. Nobody cares. Nobody <laughs> cares. Not even the cops. Same thing. Yeah. RSA yeah, should be fun this year. I'm going to find a lot of people doing crack and pooping on the sidewalks again. No, thank you. I bet they'll clean it up just like they did when G came. They'll probably try to kick out all the, the homeless people in the area just so people feel, quote, feel safe and want to come back to the city. Well, it was like that whole, I think I, I got there early. I think I was looking for Glenn and I was like, all the sidewalks around the hotels were like wet. And so I was talking to the dude. I was like, was it just raining here? He's like, nah, man, we're spraying off all the feces. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They, they were literally for, cleaning just it up. For our, ju just for RSA. Just yeah, for RSA. Just for yeah. RSA. Maybe you'll be in Vegas some, some day. Hey, so makes this you, is just like, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, it makes you wonder, like, when you go in your hotel room, you just wear socks the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can take your shoes off at the door, but no one else is doing it. So, like, how do you yeah, it's gross. keep <laughs> your feet all that stuff into the hotel room? I'm bringing, the, I'm bringing some shower socks or shower flip-flops to walk do, around do, in my hotel do, room. <laughs> do, you, do you bring a black light for fecal matter or whatever for other matter? Does that just scare the crap out of you if you did? Yeah, I've done that before. That's not fun. <laughs> there's yeah, a terrible joke by a comedian the hotel industry won't yeah. say it on here 
but, but <clears throat> I mean, going back to the topic, right? This is just whack-a-mole, right? It's Apple, you know, does what they're supposed to do, and then the Russians find a way around it, and then, and then Apple closes it, and, and then there's another way around it, right? That, I mean, that's literally doing as long as the checks are automated, this always kind of way, be a way to circumvent it. Yeah, and there's what millions of apps in the App Store. Can't even imagine. Well, they said one of the telltale signs is the app starts at like five meg or ten meg, and it does something very simple like keep track of your bills, and then all <laughs> of a sudden it inflates like three hundred meg overnight with a software update. Yeah, I'm always dumbfounded sometimes when I go to download an app. I'm like, why the hell is this 500 megs? Like, this thing is huge. This crappy coders out there, you heard it here. I don't. I think you guys are. You wouldn't make it back in the 80s and 90s. It's like the Roomba app. The Roomba app is like 700 megabytes. It's like all you have to do is just control a send a command to the robot. That's everything else happens <laughs> on Jeez. on the device. Like, yeah, but you know, needs, why that has to be so huge. Need to access to your contact lists. Full, full, your photos, full, full control of your photos and files, <laughs> your location and audio, video, yeah, yeah, your flashlights, yeah. <laughs> for the hell of it. Yeah, I have one of those those yeah. robots that uh, thank God it has like it pulls up and then it like cleans itself, it empties it all out into like a storage container. The bin, yeah, that bin. But Jesus, like I had the old Roomba back in the day where it didn't have that. And I don't know how I made it in life because I I must have been cleaning that out every single day. At least this yeah. one is yeah. like the old I, fashioned way. Did I ever tell you guys like I, I left the stickers on this one and it was like kept saying that the, the dust bin was full. I'm like, oh, what the heck? I'm taking it apart. And then there's like two sides. There's like this one part where you just pull this thing out and it's got like this little filter. But on the right side, apparently there was another one. I didn't know. I just happened to hit the side and it opened up. And I pulled it out, and it was like this solid gray block. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> and it was so much, so much dust. Like, it can't even explain to you guys. Like, uh, just it was like a softball size, just clog of just like this micro dust. And I was like, I, I took it outside and threw it. It was just like poof, like this magic, this, this explosion of just dust everywhere. I'm like, oh my God. And I had, I must have had this device for almost two years. I had no idea it was even something that needed to be cleaned that's out. That's hilarious. Yeah, just ignoring all those warnings. Like, no, it's it's clearly this de- device is defective. It's not instructions. What is that? It. We don't need to read instructions. <laughs> well, it's what like I mean. But here's the thing: like, there was no indicator that that thing even existed on this device. Like, on the at least on the, the recycling bin portion. And I didn't have. Yeah. I mean, it's two years later. I don't have the instruction manual. But every time I, you know, I pull the the Roomba off and I clean underneath it and wheels and all that stuff, and then I pull out the dustbin. Da da da. But I had no idea about this other microfilter on there. It was crazy. That is a useful feature of having the apps that it, it'll show you. Like it says, hey, your filter is clogged. Click this button and we'll show you how to open it up to access this filter. So that is useful. Oh, geez. I bought a rear view camera that has a video built into it. And the instruction manual was like i couldn't even read it was so small so then i went online to pull it down and it must have been like 640 by 480 like the resolution like there was no it was schematics of like how to run this through your vehicle and like there's like there's no way i have no idea what the hell i'm looking at there's a bunch of like squiggly lines everywhere it was probably the most difficult thing i've ever installed it was like install time 45 minutes i'm like four hours later i'm like finally done with the thing <laughs> Connect the red wire to the hot line, and you connect the black wire to the ground. I'm telling, dude. They're just by the way, and then I, and then I come across so much weird things. And like uh, I'm like, why are there like these these wires terminated? But they're just like they're just there to be dovetailed into something. So on the back of the vehicle, it was like, oh, if you're gonna put in some reverse lights, you just tie it in here, and that connects to the aux switch up front. And then if you want to have like ambient lighting on the inside of the vehicle. There's one underneath the, the glove box. I'm like, what the hell is like all, the, all this stuff doing here? It's just kind of yeah. random. And this, like, <clears> and this <throat> antenna sends all the video and audio to China. Yes. And your location. So that way when they come and raid the country, they know where your car is. Yeah. For our last topic, and a little bit of a rotating topic every week. Wait, wait. This week I wanted to ask what? a question. Did you see the... the ask away. Yeah, like the EU was trying to kill off like sandboxing or something of applications on iOS. 
I wouldn't be surprised. The EU's always trying to mess with Apple. But I, I the, just Googled uh, it. What was the premise it, of it? Yeah. Well, so you know like how like if you have an app, then one app can't talk to the other. Like it was Sandbox mm-hmm. and that, that thing. That's Anyways, a security feature. It is a security feature. But now apparently it's official. Apple kills web apps in the EU. So I have no idea. I'll have to look into this one. I'll send it over to you. But it's kind uh, of like... Web apps, yes. because So specifically for web apps because on an I, iPhone or iPad, an iOS device, you all browsers must use the WebKit engine. So even if you have Firefox or Brave or Chrome, you have to use the WebKit engine on on an Apple device. So they just basically reskinned WebKit for, for all these browsers. Uh, and then I think... Google complained and says, well, we want to use Chromium. Like We should be able to use Chromium on this iOS device. And then the EU agreed with them. And that's when Apple says, all right, use whatever web engine you want, but only in the EU. Oh, interesting. Okay. Not as bad as the headline led me to believe. Yeah. You mean clickbait? Yes. A media company would put a misleading headline just to get clicks and views? I forget where I saw it. I th- maybe I think I heard it from... Somebody at, at work was talking about it, so whatever. Never mind. Big nothing mm-hmm. burger. Meanwhile, Glenn's over here. He's like, what about the Island IO browser? Do I get my own hey. webcam? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now for our last topic, and we'll be a rotating topic every week. This week, we're going to talk about what's an unwritten rule of life that everybody should know about. Yeah. Wash your hands you know, at these, thing, the airport restroom, yeah, I guess. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, wash your hands after you use the bathroom. Unwritten rule. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those things where it's like we shouldn't have to explain it, but apparently we do. Yeah. The, the one that probably gets me the most is like you're in a residential area and people want to double park to have a conversation in the middle of the road. Oh, yeah, that's annoying. Ugh. <sighs> Just that's dumb. or the the people with the hazard like you're on a busy street they just park on the side double park hit the hazards and everyone has to go around you just because you couldn't be bothered to pull into a driveway or find a parking spot yeah exactly did you write the golden rule Chris no I don't think so ne- never pass up a chance to pee <laughs> Is that, that's a <laughs> not the golden rule, shower rule <laughs> <laughs> never know when the next time you'll you'll find a bathroom. So these, I think the ones you have listed are, are more for the general public golden rules, right? Or, or general rules. Do we have any that Pretty are much. in tech? Reboot. Reboot before calling the help desk. Yeah. <laughs> right. That'll fix like 98% of your problems. Just reboot. What else is an unwritten rule? Since Glenn alluded to it, I'll give my unwritten rule for the general population. Don't stand on opposite sides of a hallway to have a conversation and make people cut between you. That's stand stupid. on the same sides so people can easily pass. Oh, I can't tell you how many times this has happened to me in, in our office. That I just have to cut down. I used to do the polite thing and like duck under so nothing rush. I'm like, no, now you're just being an idiot. I walk right through. You could be like Brian, just stand in the middle of both of them so they have to kind of duck and kind of look at each other. <laughs> so. What are we talking about, guys? Yeah, the, the, the associated with that is the you know you had a grocery store, and the person that wants to put their cart on one side and then stare at the wall on the other side and basically take up the whole stinking block the whole aisle aisle yeah. and it's like so now I, I sit there and I just I do this and I kind of look at one side and I get in front of them I kind of go like this and I'm, I'm I'm doing all kinds of crazy stuff just to see if I can screw with them it just yeah. bugs the crap out of me. Is always backup a thing still? Always backup. Yeah. yeah. Back up your data. Yeah, I feel like it's... iCloud and Google Docs, like I always always have a copy of everything now. Back it up and have offline backups. That that's the thing that got a lot of people owned by ransomware is they had backups, but they were local, so those backups got encrypted yeah. too. Well, a lot of that that was automated for people now, right? It's like I just turn iCloud on and I have a backup sitting somewhere. For the for the non technical folks, yeah. So the non technical folks, iCloud backup, OneDrive, Google Drive backup is probably good enough. Yeah. yeah. Just have to make sure your your password is complex enough, and you have multi factor authentication turned on, though. Yeah. 
one thing I do want to revisit with you guys is the the recovery assistant or recovery user. So I know we've talked about um, having one of us back each other up or whatnot, but uh, I'm, I'm at that point now where I'm thinking I may need to leverage that instead of a family member. So, <laughs> well, I feel like yeah, you got multiple. Huh? If I if I made yeah, you guys multiple. my my backups, I think you guys would plot to kill me. They steal all my money, leave my wife yeah. and kids homeless. Yeah, I think you got the zero wrong trust, person. baby. Zero trust. <laughs> you got the wrong person. So. Trust no one, and then when you die, then no one can access your your uh, data or your money. I I, I don't think it's the problem that I can't trust my kids. I think they I just can't get them through the technical aspect of recovery. Like, how could you screw this up any more than how easy it's supposed to be? Whereas one of you guys would actually be able to walk them through technically how to do this. Correct me if I'm wrong. What do you guys think? Yeah. 100%. We'll be there to help you. Yeah. Not, not, not only, like, yeah, like in person. Set, set aside some funds to have them come over here. <laughs> Take care of business. <laughs> Although I feel like my son could probably do it at this point in time, but what yeah. if he's with me and we both die? That'd be really sad. Yeah. That would be sad. Yeah. How about just saying people... thank you? How about just saying thank you? You open a door, unwritten rule, nod your head and yeah. say thank you, right? Yeah. Look up. Quit looking down at your phone as you walk through the threshold. So Yeah, not that hard. Or holding the elevator for somebody as they're clearly running to try to catch it with their arms full uh, of stuff and i always close it so if i can <laughs> close, 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 close. i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's because you half the time you're running up you're getting back to your hotel room to go take a dump so <laughs> nothing wrong with that man there's an explosion this morning i'll tell you what i'd hold it for you but then there'd be a huge mess in here so sorry yeah i did you a favor what about dental hygiene? That's a like carry some mints, chew some gum after twelve o'clock in the afternoon if you're in the office for crying out loud. Yeah, mm. it was funny when I when I would order catering orders for like large sandwich orders for customer meetings or something. The there's one restaurant in particular. There's a checkbox I think at near the end of the checkout that said no onions. You just check this box, and they won't all put onions in any of the food that you ordered, the, the salads or the sandwiches or anything. Along the same lines, though, you got those same people that, like, when they get back to the office, they brush their teeth in the uh, the bathroom. And then you're like, you go to wash your hands, you're like, there's chunks of something inside the, the sink. Oh, like, oh, that's messed up. Gross. That's gross. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to see We had to put up a sign in our bathroom that told people, like, yeah, clean. If you brush your teeth in the sink, clean up after yourself. Yeah, oh my, that's just common that's, sense. That's a thing. <laughs> so, my first day of work at Zscaler, guy was like, "You need to come into the office." I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't think I'm gonna be able to work here." <laughs> like this dude's making me leave Arizona to come to San Jose. So, I get over there. He's like, "Yeah, you'd be working at this desk." I'm like, "Okay." And then I'm like, you know, a couple hours into it, I gotta take a piss. So I go in there and. You know, I look at myself, see how I'm doing. I'm like, uh, splash some water on my face, my head, looking a little shiny. Take some paper towels, dry off. <clears throat> Guy proceeds to, you know, introduce me to, to like a thousand people. And then later on, you know, eat some food. I'm like, oh, it's time to, you know, go evacuate the old bowels, go in the restroom, look in the mirror. Zscare was using arguably the cheapest paper towels that as I wipe my head, it left fuzzies all over it. <laughs> <laughs> everywhere and so for like three hours i'm walking around zscare saying hi to people and it looks like i have some sort of skin disease not like, one person like says dandruff. yeah like oh this bald dude's got some bad dandruff and chris you probably saw it too that day you're like this guy's weird and like it was all over my shoulders and like i'm like but like people suck sometimes like if you got something on your face and your teeth on your head just tell somebody that's that you know just don't i don't want to get home and find out i got some pepper in my teeth don't be a jerk I don't want to turn this about the bathroom etiquette. What about people that have conversations inside the stalls? It's like, dude, really? You you can't wait to have this conversation outside. Or talking over the urinal walls. Yeah. Oh, oh I always that, like that. I for tried, sure is an unwritten rule. I reach underneath there and try to dab people up. Or you talking about like being on the phone? <laughs> talking on the phone and having an actually business conversation with a customer. Oh, it's like, ugh. Oh, thank you. It's like, you don't care that you hear the flushing in the background? 
Yeah. I think that I, I think I told that story of going to use the restroom like during like a four hour long workshop remote and have my headphones on, thought I was muted. And then I was talking to the urinal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That was an accident. All right. All right. <laughs> Switching it off of bathroom talk. Sorry. <laughs> Let people come off or come out of something before going in. So it could be an elevator, it could be a train, it can be anything. Let people come out before you get on and make things worse by not yeah. going in while they're trying to come out. I gotta say, like based off of all these, like who are your parents that didn't teach you these things? Like, Clearly I know my parents taught models. me this stuff. Yeah, I know my parents taught me these things. It's like be polite, don't yell, don't 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 be loud in public. Don't run around at a, at, at a at a party, and it's just common sense. This is just crazy that we have to talk about this. Yeah, one one of the more common things, I guess, that's becoming more common recently. Don't come to a dead stop at the bottom of a stairway or an escalator to look at your phone. Yeah, that could be hazardous to everyone's health. Yeah, yeah, that, especially a busy airport elevator or escalator. Yeah, just a boom. <laughs> like you're gonna, you're gonna get a cart to the back of your ankles. If someone came up to you in the airport, and let's say it's not for business, they just came up, like you and your wife are traveling and do something. I have no idea, and they're like, "Hey, uh, we're looking for somebody that will change their flight plans and go anywhere in the world with us for at least 24 hours." Would you say yes or no? Some creeper. No, I'm probably gonna get murdered. No, no, they they have a YouTube channel, millions of followers. This is something that they always do. Well, Not that, I but they I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know because I don't watch any specific YouTube channel. But no, they, so. let's say they open their phone, like, "Hey, no, we're like this is our group. It's Mr. Beast, right?" He's like, "Hey, come with us." Oh, let's go. Like, You're well, in. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They must have at least a million subs, and it can't yeah. be one of those like prank channels. Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Like I, I don't think I've ever watched a Mr. Beast video, but I know exactly who he is. It like specifically for him, I think it would be funny because I can imagine him making a video like he'll he'll take you somewhere. He'll he'll like destroy your luggage. He'll leave you in the middle of the desert. Like he'll never leave you hanging. And then at the end, he always makes you whole. Like I think there's one video he made. He he his friend was not in on it at all. And he took a crane and like picked up the friend's car, dropped it from really high height and destroyed the friend's car. And. You know, the friend was genuinely mad, but then he bought him like a really nice car to replace it with. And I got paid the expensive insurance on this new vehicle, so it's a lose-lose. Yeah, right. He was better off. <laughs> I don't know why that you reminded really me. You really do him a favor. I remember I was in high school. I was like, man, CDs are stupid. Like, no one's ever going to do that. And I had like all these cassettes, and I left them in the backseat of my car, and it was on a seatbelt, and it melted. And I was like, well, guess who's buying CDs now? So... <laughs> And so it just had to have a catastrophic event that just moved me to the next medium. Yeah. But you, Brian, would you go if somebody propositioned you and your wife to travel with them? Oh, yeah, in a heartbeat. Why not? What if they, said, what if they said, only you, your wife has, can't come? I'd say, wife who? Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> Here's 100 bucks. Go get dinner on your own. <laughs> yeah. Tell the kids I said hello. Yeah. All right. Well, we continue to get great comments about our. No, there's dad one more. Of the one week. more unspoken one. And I one say right it all the time on planes. Go you for know, you it. don't give me a second to catch my breath, Chris. You're just on to the next thing. I, I always wait. And I, there's like five seconds of dead air. Awkward like, pause. Right, moving on. You count really fast. So, on a plane, whatever you're listening to, you have to have headphones. If you play that stuff, it's blaring. Uh uh-uh. uh. You, yeah. you deserve to get throat punched. I don't care if you're 100. Yeah. Yeah. I think they specifically call that on the pre-flight announcements now, don't they? They said if you're listening to music, you have to use earbuds. Yeah, I heard on an American flight recently, but Southwest hasn't made that that jump yet. So he, he, here's Again, one for you. That, along the that same goes lines. back to Glenn's point. It's like, how are you raised that yeah. everybody, you won't think everybody wants to listen to what you're listening to. Yeah, and okay. The same thing for, for us, the BART train, the Anywhere. Bus. Just Anywhere. public transit, just blasting music through your Bluetooth speaker. Well, my mom and dad used to have conversations on speaker wherever they went. 
And it wasn't because they wanted everyone to hear the conversations because they were deaf and they still play it that way. And I'm like, <laughs> no, turn that off and put that thing up to your ear. Don't, don't do that. And so I had to turn around and teach them. By yeah. AirPods. Yeah. So I'm the, willing uh, to bet. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Or Glenn. No, no, please, please. You're on the same, same line. No, I, I'm willing to bet that Chris was not this person, but you were, Glenn. You were the same as me. Back in the day, you went out, you modified your vehicle, maybe you put some, you know, some exhausts on there. Maybe you had a couple. Fart can. Yeah, fart box. Some wheels. Some glass packs. But no, more importantly, you wanted everyone to know what you're listening to. So you threw some subs in there. Maybe they're Rockford Fosgate. Maybe it was MTX. Maybe it was Jail Audio. And you cruise everywhere and everyone knew exactly what you're listening to. Am I right or wrong? I still have that car. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I still have my my FJ is still built that way. Yeah, my FJ is still built that way. If you ever come up, we'll take a ride in the FJ. You'll you'll know what I'm talking about. I'll be feeling it, the vase. So, Chris, you were that guy as well? I was that guy. I'm going to go find the picture. I had two 10-inch subs. I think I had like a 600-watt amp in my trunk, too. Were they Rockford Fosgates? I don't think they were Rockford. For, uh, I don't remember the brand. I'll have to look it up. But they were a pretty, they were pretty a decent good. brand. It wasn't like the made in China stuff. Nice. Well, I mean, everything's made in China, but you know what I mean. It wasn't yeah. the generic stuff you get on eBay. Yeah. Were you building your own boxes too? Were you building your own custom boxes? No, I didn't have the wood shop to do that. Oh. You don't get wood shop. It was just tools. Yeah, it was just a couple saws and. Maybe a saza, yeah. not a saza, but a, a jig, a jigsaw. <laughs> it's saza, Jesus, yeah. it's all janky. <laughs> hey, hey, I didn't say it was good. It was good. I just said I was trying. So, so I was I, like, when it came to speakers, I was always a JL Audio fan. Who? What about you guys? A JL Audio, really? Yeah, the the base. I have yeah. to look up the brand. I, I'm Alpine. I, I always went Alpine. Okay, yeah. Alpine Kicker was another big it. one. Yeah, kickers. Yeah. Kicker with the yeah. Pioneer. For me, it was a combination of Alpine and Rockford Fosgates. So, the, I, great combination. beat a Fosgate amp back in the day. They were Mm-mm. they were dope. Power Punch 500 yeah. is what I had. Yeah. I think uh, GL Auto just got bought by Garmin. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's funny. Like I, I know somebody who's like, yeah, he's like, remember when uh, Trump put all the sanctions and said you can't? You know what? Hey, never mind. I can't say this. I'll probably get him in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us offline, Brian. Yeah. yeah. What head what head unit did you guys go with? Alpine. Alpine. Yeah. Yeah. I had Sony's for yeah, a bit. The best audio. I had Sony's for a bit, then went to Pioneer, and then ended up with Alpine at the end. So, actually, I didn't Ken really care there. about Ken the was, head unit. Yeah, to be honest with you. Yeah. Spent all the money it on depen- the audio. Yeah. It depends what my buddy was a- was able to offer me from his uh his his nights perusing around town so <laughs> second hand <laughs> slightly used <laughs> so. only slight few scratch marks on it yeah that's right <laughs> the the head you know is important because if you if you wanted to run your speakers without an amp you needed a good head unit but if you <clears throat> if you got to run it through the amp anyway then then it didn't matter yeah all right, somehow we got onto car audio talk, but uh, <laughs> we continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. This week, Glenn's up. Well, you know, I, I, I hate one-liners, so I'm going to try and do this. Uh, it's going to be a little, little long here, okay? So there's right. this guy. He's sitting on death row, and uh, he's sitting on death row because he's known for robbing and killing people on trains. And now his date is up. Like, there, he's going to death row. Uh, for his last meal, they ask him what he wants, and he says he wants a banana. And when they go to electrocute him, because that's the state's process, um, he survives. And according to the law, it states that, hey, if they, they, they give it a go, and you, you are able to somehow manage making it through the electrocution, um, the state's failed, so therefore you're free to go, right? So he's free to go, and he goes on his way. Um, he gets out, and guess what he does? He goes and commits another murder on another on a train, right? Robs people, murders a whole bunch of people, 
and uh, and this one is just more egregious than the last. Um, they they sentence him again. He gets the death penalty. His date comes up again, and uh, for his last meal, he orders another another banana. Needless to say, like they go to electrocute him, and it doesn't work again. So he gets out again one more time, and does the same thing, just as bad, if not worse, than the other one. Right? Um, electrocution comes up. Um, and his date's coming up, and uh, this time the jailers are like, No, we're not giving you a banana, right? And uh, they give him steak and, steak and potatoes. Well, they go to electrocute him, and guess what? He survives, and everyone's like scratching their heads. So, two bananas. And the uh, and steak and potatoes, and they still can't get him. They they go, dude, what's going on? And he goes, I guess I'm not a good conductor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Come on, I, I don't get a good one for that. Come on, that was a good one. I like it. Good job, buddy. It's a lot of build up on that, Glenn. Good Sorry. Job. All right, to wrap things up, hardwire your cameras whenever possible, or use local storage. I'm going to take his face. Off. I'd like to take his his face off. Russian banking apps are inside Trojan App Store apps and don't block the hallway. That's all I have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at Pebcac Podcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who raised five stars the iTunes store and Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show best way to find us is search for the Pepcac podcast in your favorite podcast listening app. For our co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina, I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next weekend. As always, <clears throat> have a nice day. Bye, Felicia. Bye, guys. I gotta go. I'm late for a call. Have a nice day.